Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. The issue around a Palestinian state continues. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has again rejected the idea of creating a Palestinian state. His comments came off hours after a phone call with U.S. President Joe Biden, after which the U.S. leader indicated Mr. Netanyahu may still accept the idea. Mr. Netanyahu's remarks appear to deepen the public divide with the U.S. Well, we've known from the get-go that Biden and Netanyahu have never been exactly besties, have they? They worked very, very well together for following October the 7th, but uh, there has really been no deep relationship between the two of them. That aside, what does this really mean in terms of a Palestinian state? Rabbi Ishai Flasher, he's an Israel activist, a podcaster, a very outspoken in this space. A very good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Good. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on. Indeed, a great, great pleasure. So this this whole idea, it's 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 very confusing because obviously, what everybody wants more than anything is to live in peace. We've got Hamas, a genocidal organization that uh, that doesn't particularly want t- uh, two states. Uh, we've got many people, I think yourself included, who is not particularly supportive of a notion of, of two states. You've got others that have. How, how do we move to a position of peace? Well, I mean, <clears throat> some of your premises, I'm not sure I, I completely agree with. Sure. I think that as a Jewish state uh, in a tough region, our number one goal is to survive and to thrive. Mm-hmm. And so the word peace is a, is a nice word, but it, but it also belies a kind of attitude of weakness because it's as though I want peace more than anything. The truth is I want to survive. I want my, my land. I want to hold on to my land. And I want my rights and my historical rights in my ancestral homeland. And it's actually through strength in this region anyway, through strength that you get you know peace why because people respect you but when you start giving away your ancestral land when you start cutting up your uh capital city your ancient capital city the other side stops respecting you and i've spoken to hundreds of arabs who have told me time and time again arabs of various kinds and they tell me time and time again they say listen you guys have left the sinai you have left the parts of the West Bank, you have left South Lebanon, you left Gaza, and you're shrinking. And we will gobble you up because you're going to just shrink away. And that speaks to the Middle East way of thinking, which is that big is good, strong is respected, and a small, tiny Israel in the Arab Middle East uh, that's continuously shrinking signals to the jihad that we're not going to remain in the long run. And that is not, not the signal that we want to convey. And that's why I don't even agree to that word that, you know, more than anything, we want peace. No, that's, 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 a, that's a very Western language. That is not the language of this well, region. the word shalom are, is not exactly are, a West. Proud people in, the, we are proud people on our tribal land. And we have every right to, to, to exist here and we will fight and we will, we, will, we will carry our swords for a thousand years, if so necessary, in order to secure our rights and our land 
and push back on forces of other tribes that want to come and take away our land. That's right, the so, attitude. So, so, Not like everybody wants. Right. So, so, so following that logic then, why wouldn't you or would you support pushing Israel out? Uh, I mean, if, if, if bigger is better, uh, then why not go back to a biblical Israel where, where Israel was part of a much greater region? I mean, isn't that, isn't that essentially... I'm not, I'm not dealing with, with the realm of, 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 of theory. I'm dealing with the realm of what we got. We, we liberated parts of our homeland in the Six-Day War. That was a real thing that happened. Giving away that land is a mistake. Uh, the, the, we, we, we annexed the Golan Heights. That was the right thing to do. We annexed Jerusalem. That was the right thing to do. We should annex Judea and Samaria because that is our ancestral homeland, the heartland of, of the Holy Land. And, and we live there today. We have, you know, getting close to a million Jews living in these parts. So we should, we should, we should hold on to them. So and was it a mistake to give back Sinai uh, for peace with Egypt? Uh, the, the absolutely it was it was it was the grand mistake. It was the mother of all mistakes here in in this region. Why? Because the peace with Egypt is not really a peace. First thing is that they continuously teach anti-Semitism. Their Mein Kampf is the number one bestseller there, and it's a it's a it's a country that just has no. It's a very very cold peace. On top of that, the Sinai has been the great conduit of all the materials that, that we are now dealing with that are in Hamas's possession. From the from what creates the tunnels to the rockets, it all transfers through the Sinai. So uh, th- that attitude of let's give up land for peace is, is laughable. I was in Washington, D.C., working with a, uh, um, a Kurdish activist. Mm-hmm. And as, as is well known, you know, um, autonomous Kurdistan is an area in northern Iraq in Kurdistan is hated uh, the Kurds are hated by the Turks and by the Syrians and by the Iraqis and by the Iranians and I said to my fellow Kurdish activist that I said to him you know why don't you just give up some land to Iran maybe you'll have peace and we started laughing we all just laughed because it was such a, a, a preposterous mm, proposition. Mm. The, the way to do it is to stay strong. I'm not. You, don't bring me into the realm of you know biblical uh, lands. That's that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you want it in a real war. Don't give up your land. Be strong. People will respect you. You will actually get peace through being strong. And and there's an easy way to to calculate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, did the war? Here's my question. Did the world respect and like Israel better right after the Six Day War? or right after the Oslo process began where we started uh, giving away our land. Mm. Mm. When when did the world respect Israel? The answer is very simple. Right after the Six-Day War, when Israel was strong and feared and seen as, as, as powerful and ruthless, people were like, whoa, that is a powerful and strong Jewish state that you do not mess with in the Middle East. And after the uh, 1993 Oslo Accords, when Israel started cutting up its own land and bringing terrorists to take it over literally, then people were like, this is a joke state. They want to, they're willing to give away the the, the heart of their story. And there's nothing to be respected here. There, there's, it's, it's something that, that causes derision and disrespect. And so um, let's not make those foolish mistakes. Let's not give away our land to terrorists. And certainly, how absurd it is after the uh, uh, October seventh attack. Yeah, well, that's a real concern because how do you reward? How do you reward that type of atrocity with a state? To me, that's deeply, deeply problematic because that sends a message that that uh, that this is the answer. 
or, you know, to every part of the why world. Would I want, why would mm. I want to award mm. anybody with a state mm. in my mm. land, even if they were nice? And certainly, if they're proven to be uh, jihadis who teach jihadism, who teach a hate of Israel, the, the call for the destruction of Israel day in and day out, all you have to do is turn on Palestinian Authority television for five minutes at any time, 24-7, and you'll see that the call to destroy Israel, it's like, it's like, the truth of the matter is, it's like you have to be stupid to keep pursuing this path of giving away your land to your enemies. I'm on the airplane, people see me that I'm, that I'm Jewish and, 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 you know, that I'm Israeli, and people just say to me, they just go, non-Jews, Gentiles, they just say to me, why would you give your land away to your enemies? Because it's because it's so preposterous that that simple people just say to like non-Jews are like, why would you do such a such a such a such a suicidal mm-hmm. thing, giving away your land to your enemies? That's just dumb. And this is and to to us, uh, people in the nationalist camp in Israel, mm-hmm. so-called right wing, um, this is what we predicted what would happen if you gave away the Gaza Strip to the Palestinian Authority, which subsequently was taken over by the Hamas. We said, we said, if you give away this land, it's going to become a forward base for jihadist terror. And, and how right we were. And, and shall, we, shall we yet again go down the path of, 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 of imagination, or shall we look reality in the face that you don't shrink in the Middle East, that you don't give quarter to your enemies right on your borders? It's a mistake. That is so therefore, where, we're strongly against it. That is where we do need to leave it, Rabbi Yishai Flash. I'd love your thoughts on that. Israel Activist podcast, uh, very, very clear and definite views, uh, which are not obviously my, and you, you know my views, they're somewhat different, but I hear it. I do hear what he is saying, and uh, it certainly is food for thought.